speaks on the stuff progressives get wrong and how we can do better. Her name is Christina Villarini, and she is here to reveal her cosmopolitan bias to a shocking degree. Recorded in New York, you're listening to the Cosmopolitan Bias Podcast. This is the Cosmopolitan Bias Podcast. I am your host, Christina Villarini, broadcasting live from New York City. Today, we are talking about Ice Cube. This episode is titled, Ice Ice Baby. Thanks for tuning in with us. This is about two-week-old news, maybe longer, but I think it's pretty significant to talk about, if only because I think as the election counts go on, we are going to have to ask ourselves how we're going to scrutinize, regardless of the outcome, different people who played a role in both campaigns. By now, you've probably heard about this confusion with Ice Cube. He's a Black actor, entrepreneur, and a rapper. And if you didn't hear, the gist of it is that cancel culture, mainly progressives, and a lot of folks across the progressive spectrum came for him for what I believe was seen as possibly pandering to the Trump campaign, misrepresenting his relationship with the Trump campaign. And and I actually think that second part is true. But first, a brief disclaimer. This one was a tough one for me to talk about because I do truly believe that Ice Cube's sort of social contract with Black America was a well-intentioned attempt to get Black people to have a seat at the table. I also am not Black, right? I am a Latinx queer woman in New York. So there was this moment where when I was thinking about this, I felt like it might be unhelpful to have a young person of color coming for him for trying to look out for his community. And actually, that's one of the things that I take offense to as the response to his contract with Black America. And I think the question that I want to pose to progressives, to liberals, is like, what did we expect here? The first thing is that progressive cancel culture is complete madness. It's just madness. We want and demand for folks to display leadership, and then when they do, we attack them relentlessly. So I'm not saying that what Ice Cube did was right, and I do, again, think that he misrepresented his relationship with the Trump campaign. But as this election cycle drags on and on, we are seeing Black men and women across this country once again saving democracy. So I have to ask, what do we, progressives, want people to do? What do we want minority experiences to be? At the end of the day, this was Ice Cube shooting his shot because of his relationship with the Trump campaign. And the Trump campaign knows it, right? Like, this is what's crazy. We have been hearing for years, since before Donald Trump became president, that Black rappers fucking love Trump. He was flexing with them in the 80s. Normally, white dudes like Trump judge those guys. But he was in the clubs. He was in the limos. He was drinking champagne. He was sleeping with all these women. He was everywhere that a successful white businessman was not supposed to be behaving in all the ways that a successful white businessman was not supposed to behave. And it was like, 
oh shit, he gets us or he, he fucks with us. So I think all of this, like the question about 50 Cent likes his tax plan better or Lil Wayne likes his tax plan better. Like we have these ridiculous double standards on the progressive side that we hold black and brown folks to, especially black and brown celebrities, that is just absurd. It's absurd and it's no wonder that people are sick of progressives talking about these issues. More importantly than Ice Cube though, is how we scrutinize what lane people should be in and what roles we think they should be playing. That's also equally crazy. Scrutinize him for being uninformed or unprepared or for the shellacking he took online and on social media for just even going on these news shows and trying to defend this thing that he couldn't even cite his own facts. Maybe even wonder aloud why the people he worked with didn't educate him more on these issues and didn't reach out to other Black leaders who have been moving in this space for decades. But to criticize him for stepping up and saying, no, look, here's a blueprint for change I want. I think we need to seriously question why we are attacking people for doing that. And if that's the kind of culture that we as liberals and progressives want, we have to be able to engage in healthy discussions and like discourse, right? Like where's the discourse? It is not a PC thing to say, you know what? I'm not anything but an engaged citizen and I just want the world to be better and I want my communities to be safe. So I'm trying my own thing. The health of our democracy actually requires the scrutiny, but there isn't going to be a one size fits all solution for black people, for Latinx people, for indigenous people. This shit is actually gonna take work. It's a Rubik's cube, right? The problem though, in general with this is that People are aware that Donald Trump is a problem and being associated with him is a problem. That's where this gets dicey because through the big three basketball league, Ice Cube does have contacts and connections to Jared Kushner and to Donald J. Trump. And in the meetings that Ice Cube had with the Trump campaign, he did hide those meetings. He chose to meet in secret locations or hotels or other spots instead of the White House. He didn't want to be photographed there. He didn't want to be seen there. He knew that there would be scrutiny. I think one of the things we have to ask ourselves in this situation is, if any one of us had a direct line of communication to the White House, why would I push this initiative or something that is super important to me, right? Like I created a contract for America and then I push it in an election year when so much is riding on the outcome. And you finally have some semblance of a ticket that may generate at least some kind of excitement. You know that there's contention, but you know that it's gonna generate excitement. Like trust, Joe Biden did not excite me or other people. Kamala Harris does though. I'm fucking excited about Kamala Harris. So for Ice Cube, if you're serious about making social change, racial justice, putting a platform out, using your platform for it, why not reach out to that leadership, the Congressional Black Caucus, 
or the Black Lives Matter movement and say, hey, I got this idea. I'm not really sure. Like I do, I think we can agree that maybe it was ill advised for Ice Cube to go out the way he did. But of course, Trump is gonna go all along with this, right? It actually sounds, when you scrutinize it just a little bit, like something his team would dream up, right? Deploy successful and influential black and brown folks against Biden as a tactic to pull from the 80 or 90% support that he had going into the election. And I think it was way too late. But when you think about Trump's strategy overall, it's misinformation, it's confusion, right? It's create discord, discontent, make people not trust each other and make people not trust themselves, not even trust their own eyes, right? Like you see that these numbers are coming out that hundreds of thousands of people are dead, but don't believe it, it's going away. The best strategy for the Trump campaign was to create something else that would get people to not pay attention to the bigger stories that were coming out around that time. They were not talking about Trump's taxes. They were not talking about the 200 and now 30,000 folks who are dead of COVID-19 or with no end in sight, right? We just had another 100,000 case day. Right now, we're seeing all of the success of this confusion of the continued attacks against mail-in voting. And when you think about those attacks and the scrutinizing of the ways that people chose to be safe during this election cycle, that's the most interesting thing. This is when it comes full circle. When you look at the numbers, the people who are being impacted disproportionately by COVID-19 are black and brown folks with pre-existing conditions who have really shitty relationships with healthcare. He's trying to take away the ACA. He's arguably one of, if not the most racist president of all time. And yet, right? And yet we are here having a conversation about what is our role as progressives, as leaders to help elevate and create opportunities for black and brown folks against an opponent who is literally causing the death and harm of black and brown folks every day. So progressives, we just need to get fucking better. We have to stop playing defense and we have to start playing offense. And frankly, when you look at the election numbers right now, we didn't win the Senate. And when Ice Cube is like, I'm fucking with Trump because he's the only one answering my calls. And we know that that's Trump's strategy because he actually does not give a shit about black and brown folks. But he thinks that maybe somebody who idolizes Ice Cube might trust him, might believe him. This is the guy who said four years ago, black people, what do you have to lose? So I think when I look at what happened here with Ice Cube, I think one of the things we have to think about is how do we start having conversations about what do you have to gain? Not this like idealistic bullshit, hope and change. Let's start giving people facts and hard numbers and actually start creating plans that have real impacts. I just think that we have a real opportunity to do better, both in social spaces, right? The spaces that we occupy with our people 
And then in the way that we talk about people who are actively trying to create change, we can't play this game where we fall into eating our own because the only people who win are conservatives. This was episode 00 of the Cosmopolitan Bias podcast. I'm Christina. I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow us on social media or you can send me a note. I'm Chris at Cosmobias.com. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Cosmopolitan Bias podcast. To connect with Christina or to support the podcast, please visit Cosmobias.com.